the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We are going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the play-by-play broadcaster for the Colorado Avalanche, Connor McGahee. Connor, I got to tell you, we listened to a lot of your calls from game number five, both the ups and the downs. And I got to tell you, the call that you made on Nathan McKinnon's goal for the hat trick, one of the best plays we've seen in these uh, playoffs, was one of the better calls that we will hear in these playoffs. So kudos to you. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing today, man? Oh, thanks, BK. I appreciate that. Alex as well. Very, very kind of you to say. I mean, puberty is tough. When you go through it, it's rough. (laughs) And so, yeah, when you get there, (laughs) you'll know. Uh, But no, honestly, you know. In all seriousness, it's very kind of you to say. Yeah, and that, that game sure had its ups and its downs. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I felt both. That's that's for sure. Also, pass along to Mark Mosier uh, on the broadcast with you. I thoroughly enjoyed his, you got to be kidding me, on that tie yeah. I love emotion when you get him on a broadcast like that. Yeah, no, and uh, ours has no lack of that. Let's uh, let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, <laughs> we had never a dull moment here at uh, Altitude Sports Radio. So, so uh, Connor, with that being said, and talking about the emotions on the broadcast, this series has been so interesting to me because you know you start off and both teams win games in one and two, and then the emotions take over in games three and games four. The Blues kind of lose their way once Bennington exits that game, and then they're focused on Nazem Kadri in game number four. And game number five, Colorado loses it a little bit when they felt like the game was over and McKinnon scored that hat trick. This game is so interesting to me on both sides because – now both teams know, like, the focus has to be on the ice and not elsewhere. Totally. And that's why it's hard to predict which way it's going to go, right? Because both of these teams, we've seen what happens when they settle down and they and they do what they're supposed to do and they play how they're supposed to play. Um, the, the game goes their way. And so that's why tonight is so fascinating from so many aspects. And... Um, both teams have learned lessons, big and small, inside of the series. And, yeah, it, tonight is a, a fascinating game uh, from both perspectives. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, momentum really hasn't been a, a huge part of the series. I mean, we all watched the Battle of Alberta come to a conclusion last night, and the Flames win game one, but then it was all Oilers after that. And Calgary was not really able to – 
to put a stop to it. This has definitely been more back and forth, and and the road team, if we're being honest, has been more successful. I mean, the Blues almost win game one in overtime, so it's 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 almost you know the road team wins every single game, which is is not what we're used to. So um, the short answer would be, I have no idea what's going to happen. What do you find most interesting, though? Like, what's the thing? We we have so many different angles that, of course, we've been covering from the Blues perspective. From the Avs side of things, what's something you're going to be honing in on as you get into the broadcast tonight, Connor? Well, I just think that uh, I, I, they had one chance to close it out. didn't happen. Um, and now they have another chance to close it out. And if they're not able to do that, they'll have a third chance to close it out. <laughs> so I just... From from an avalanche perspective, um, and, and look, I, I still don't necessarily buy into the, well, it's the second-round demons. Jared Bednar said it best. He goes, our opponent is in the second round. It's whoever's on the other end of the ice in this time. It's the St. Louis Blues. And I, I just think I, I'm interested to see the growth from this team the past couple of years to see if it, it applies itself here tonight and if – the Avalanche, take Ted Lasso's advice and have the memory of a goldfish. Memory of a goldfish. And I think the Blues are going with that one as well. And, you know, Connor, the goaltending aspect of this one, we talked with you before the series began about Darcy Kemper and just his um, just his aura with this team. And now that we've seen it in the series, you know, it's interesting because he and Ville Husso look very similar just in their style of play and what mm-hmm. kind of takes place in front of the net. What have you seen at least these last few games from Darcy Kemper? Well, frankly, we haven't talked about him at all, which I think if you're a team, that might be a good thing. Um, he, because he, he, he wasn't giving up a ton of, I mean, the goals that went in, I, I'm not sure that, you know, there's a ton of eyebrow raising and, and maybe a little bit of that after game number five, especially on the overtime winner. But I mean, for the most part, it has been a conversation piece, uh, Darcy Kemper. But Jared Bednar saying this morning, he said, Darcy has the ability to win a game on his own. And I believe he can do that. Um, we had a game in Edmonton uh, in March towards the end of the season where Darcy Kemper makes a career high in saves. Um, the Avalanche are shorthanded in overtime against that high-powered power play for the Edmonton Oilers. And Darcy Kemper makes 11 saves. The Avalanche didn't have a single shot on goal in the overtime. Kemper makes 11 saves in the OT and then stops all three shootout attempts to win the game for the Avalanche. So that's the type of goaltender that is in there for Colorado. And I think he's got a short memory, too. And if he's required to step up and have a big night, I firmly believe that he can do that. Connor, going into game five, the thing that I feared was that being the Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr game, because we hadn't seen that in the first four games of the series. And, you know, eventually he's going to get his. He's going to make a play that makes everybody stop in their uh, in their shoes and just look be say ah, wow how did that happen and we saw that in game five what is the thing going into game number six that based on your assessment you would think that abs fans are worried about from the blue side of things or is there anything well um, i mean i think that to be honest and i'm not i'm not trying to be a jerk by any stretch of the imagination you know me i just think that that i as good as Colorado has been all year, um, they've run into some good opponents, but it's mainly been avalanche mistakes that have led to losses. So that's why I think that um, that they're focused on, on that aspect of things. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Blues have 
I mean, so many weapons that can kill you. I mean, now Robert Thomas is alive, right? We haven't seen him all, uh, really all playoffs until last game. I mean, Pavel Buchnevich was, was not really visible, at least from my spectator's eye in the Minnesota series, and now he leads the Blues with points in this series with seven. Um, so he's feeling it. I mean, Tarasenko gets that that uh, that comeback going the other night, and, and we saw what he did in game five versus Minnesota to pretty much win that series for St. Louis. So I, I think there are plenty of things to be afraid of from the Blues. But like I said, when we started things off, both teams, when they play the way that they're supposed to, can win the game on their own. I, I just think that Colorado, with as outstanding of a season as they've had, when they've been on the tip top, I mean, they could take on the best of the best, sticking with our Top Gun theme with Top Gun Maverick coming out last night. Um, they've been the best of the best. So I think if, if their game is rather mistake-free, that's what they're worried about. And in in that vein, they can, they can defend really any attack that comes from the St. Louis Blues. But they also know that there are, are plenty of weapons from the other side that need to be neutralized. Uh, final one for me, Connor. And with that being said, you know, the matter of fact is Nathan McKinnon was held scoreless in the first four games. Kale McCarr um, and Miko Rantanen has been another one that has been yeah. kind of silent. What have you noticed from the Blues angle, what they've been doing so well to hold those guys uh, scoreless? You know, it's funny. I was, I was just before I came on with you guys, I was just on uh, Sportsnet 590 in Toronto, and we were talking about Miko Rantanen. Uh, he's the only player to have points in every single game this series. Nobody wow. else does, but but again, you don't notice him. You yeah. don't notice him, right? Um, which I, I guess that's maybe expected when you're when you're out there with a player like Hale McCard, Ethan McKinnon. Your style is just not as flashy as those two, but it's efficient. And obviously, the empty net goal with 1.1 seconds to go in Game Four. That. I mean, counted or not, but everything else has been playmaking from Miko Rantanen. So, like we were talking about with Nathan McKinnon waiting for him to come alive. I mean, Kill McCarr really hasn't had a big game yet, Miko Rantanen. But I do think that in regards to eight, he's used to having more space um, high in the zone. And I'll tell you what, every time that the puck comes to him, there's always a blues forward um, within a stick's reach. And as good as Kale McCarry is, it, it just makes it a little more difficult to get around that first layer that they've applied to him. Um, and for Miko Rantanen, uh, I mean, there are so many tough defenders at the forward position and defensemen that are involved in those wall battles. And, and Rantanen, as big and as strong as he is, just needs to know that he needs to make that extra extra effort, downshift a little bit and get through um, what, what St. Louis has been doing. And again, it's, it's just a work thing for him, and I think it's maybe a creativity thing for Kale McCarr because defensively what Craig Berube has done and deployed against most of the superstars in this series has been extremely effective. Um, but I, I think in regards to those two in particular, maybe uh, they just have to be a little bit more unpredictable with how they play to get around that defensive system that's been set up against them. Connor, I know it's a relatively short trip for you out here to St. Louis, but we'll get you out of here on this. Is there anything in particular you enjoy doing while you're in town? You know, um, I was kind of bummed, especially between three and four, that the Cards were in Pittsburgh, and the one game that they had against the Jays was game number four. Uh, didn't get to take in a game over there at Bush Stadium. That would have been nice. Um, but, you know, I hit hit a couple spots for food, you know, um, 
Broadway Oyster Bar has always won the barbecue shrimp. I can't say no to. I have to have it, you know. Uh, I'm a big frozen custard guy, and, you know, there's uh, there's a couple options there. I know that uh, they're on the fence. Alex is a big fan of Ted Drews. Connor, it's all (laughs) Ted Drews, baby. Ted Drews, and then I I love the name Mr. Wizards, of course. But uh, So, yeah, no, it's it's usually a... Uh, a dining uh, experience every time I come through town, but uh, but everything is always delicious. Always well, delicious. Connor, we love catching up with you, buddy. And again, props to those go- those goal calls in Game Five because man, they were so fun to listen to. Uh, even with it being on the other side, it was still enjoyable for us. So uh, all the best of luck in this one tonight, man. I'm hoping that we see a Game Seven and just keep this entertainment going. And we always love catching up with you, buddy. So have fun tonight. And likewise, guys. But I-, I will disagree with you. I would love to just be done after tonight my heart can't take it hey, believe me mine can't either man so if it was possible for blues in six i'd say the exact same thing exactly right and i'll do my best not to sound like the sixth grade version of myself tonight i, I was that? being serious it was great we loved it hey, so man, we, and, <laughs> any energy like that even if you got to go back to puberty it's yeah, okay right. with us yeah, yeah we, we've all sure been did <laughs>